Welcome to TMI, a podcast by Henry Ford Jackson Hospital. Today, ah, we have a wonderful show, Tim. We do. Yeah. Hi, Dave. Hi. Good morning. <laughs> good morning again. Yeah. Um, I think officially we can call you the co-host of the podcast. I, I get to hang out with you a lot. Yeah. Yes. That's fine. And our guests also, too. Which yeah. Which is great. And um, today, uh, you know, everybody's been so busy lately. It's, for me, baseball season, so I'm out every day. The kids are running around. It's crazy busy. And I see what you guys are doing over there with, you got a couple soccer. kids and soccer. Yep. And it's just And karate so crazy. classes so, and work. Oh, yeah. That's right. Karate. Yeah. Um, but it's so important to kind of take a moment and clear our minds, become more mindful and really just like focus on ourselves once in a while. So, and that's why we I have don't have time guests. for that, Dave. No, just kidding. We, <laughs> yeah, we do have our, our guests with us today, which will hopefully help us yeah. become a little more relaxed and more and mindful. So, um, I want to introduce Carol Zawaki and Melissa Serquera. Carol's a nurse with population health, and Melissa is with the Employee Assistance Program. She's a therapist there here at Henry Ford Jackson Hospital. So, thank you both for joining us. Hello. Thanks for Hi. having us. Yeah, you're welcome. So, the first thing, like Dave mentioned, you know, practicing mindfulness, like what, what is like going back to like a basic level, like what is mindfulness? Like, what does that mean? Um, I think that that's a great question because people may have certain perceptions about what mindfulness actually is. Um, and it's actually a skill that we practice um, by taking ourselves kind of off of autopilot um, and to be in touch with, the, you know, in the moment, in the here and now. And so often we're in our thinking mode and mm-hmm. just kind of going ahead doing our day-to-day stuff. Um, and mindfulness really is about switching more to like a sensory mode. So we go and slow down, okay. and, and we're in the here and now, and we're moving more to our actual senses. So like what we're seeing, what we're... What we're hearing, what we're smelling. Um, what are our bodies feeling like, actually, in this moment? And, you know, breathing is such a key part in pretty much all mindfulness practices. And so we really begin to notice that as well. Okay. Exactly, Melissa. And I know I think sometimes when people hear the word like mindfulness and meditation, they think, oh, I have to sit down, cross my legs, I need four (laughs) hours in complete silence. And it's not that way. Practicing mindfulness does not have to be that big of a ritual. It can be once you become more practiced at it. But really, we'll talk about how you can just get many, you know, mindfulness activities in. And Really, it's pretty simple. It's, you know, attending to the experience as you're experiencing it. A really good example that comes up with mindfulness eating where you take a raisin Mm -hmm. and before you even put that raisin in your mouth, you look at it, you feel it, you think about where did this come from? How did it get here? And then, you know, look at it, smell it, listen You hope it does not make any noise. And (laughs) then you put it to your lips. Then you put it in your mouth on your tongue. You swirl it around before you even begin to chew and before your digestive juices in your mouth digest it. So, again, attending to the experience as you're experiencing it, yes, with all of your senses. Absolutely. Okay. I think this is something that, we've kind of forgotten to do. Um, 
and especially now, now we're out of our normal routines. Um, a lot of people are working from home uh, with this whole pandemic thing that happened. People are just... Or still working from home. Exactly. And people are just kind of not where they used to be. So taking this moment, an opportunity to reset and kind of visualize and experience things, this is a great opportunity for us to, yeah. to just move forward. And I have a question, I guess we mentioned, you know, practicing mindfulness and, you know, walking us through that kind of the eating the raisin. What if people are like, I'm, I'm too busy. I don't have time to practice mindfulness. Mm-hmm. I don't, like you said that four hours, like what does practice mean? when you say practicing mindfulness? I think that that's one of the biggest um, barriers for people is giving themselves permission to value slowing down and allowing themselves to be in the moment. And it can be very, very small. I mean, eating the raisin does not have to take very long. And what I love about mindfulness is that you're taking you with you everywhere you go. So you can switch into this mode and it could be two minutes long. You know, we have a lot of technology nowadays. I happen to have a Fitbit watch, which I swore I never would get. Um, But it it literally has the two minutes on it. um, And everybody can have probably two minutes that they walk down the hall or use the bathroom or do. And and then to, to notice inhaling, to notice exhaling. And then to actually feel the benefits, that's one thing that's nice about mindfulness, too, is that afterwards you notice that you feel different. And that can encourage us to take maybe another two minutes. Absolutely. And I know what is helpful for me, what I've been really trying to do, and it works out great when I do it, is in between each different task of my day. So I... I talk to people on the phone, but then I have a meeting or I go and do a different project. So in between that, just, you know, yeah, a minute, maybe it's just a minute, you know, of, okay, this is where I'm going. This is my intention. This is what I want to get out of this meeting. Uh, And I take a few deep breaths in and out and just get relaxed and really prepare to focus on what's coming rather than just, you know, shutting off my computer, answering a phone call, two steps out the door, you know, just no, come on, 30 seconds, a minute, two minutes out of 24 hours. Right. So. Yeah. And with, I know, you know, obviously we get more busy. It feels like every single day we get more things added on and more things to do. And then the pandemic, like Dave mentioned, threw a wrench in that. Like, have you seen any changes or have you seen more people, Practicing mindfulness, I guess, what have you seen with like through the pandemic and people and just stress levels and all of that? Like, have you seen changes or um, has it become more, I guess, valuable to do mindfulness? I, absolutely. I think that um, in some ways with the pandemic, it changed so many things that people did um, see what things were important or wanting to do things that that felt more important in their lives. It's another aspect of mindfulness is that when we get to be in the present here and now, and maybe we're really actually attending and listening um, and slowing down, we actually um, feel better about our capacity, maybe to parent, or for me, you know, be a counselor that's able to be present and in the moment with someone who I'm, I'm working with. 
Um, but then also to enjoy it more fully, whether it is, you know, for me, it would be a piece of chocolate versus a raisin. <laughs> I happen to fully believe in coffee and chocolate. Um, but it's actually to take the time to taste it or feel it, you know. Um, and so, yes, I think that in the pandemic, people have seen that it's it's more important and maybe they've had some opportunities to practice. I don't know. In my team, it's been really emphasized because we've worked remotely to keep us connected. So my leader has had us actually have people come in and walk us through and then actually doing some different types of things in, in our team meetings to help us stay present you know, engaged. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And our our quarterly meeting that we had, we we did a mindfulness exercise as mm-hmm. well as a way of engaging and knowing that people want to be connected, which was difficult yeah. with the pandemic to really stay stay connected, especially physically connected. So it is a good way for our our minds to all be on the same path and and connect that way. You know. Um, I was fortunate to go to a conference a couple years ago through Henry Ford Health, and one of the doctors there just put it so succinctly um, that practicing mindfulness um, leads to quality care, okay, which means more safety, less errors. Practicing mindfulness leads to quality of caring so that you can become more um, empathic with people you treat mm-hmm. rather than disengaged, you know, just a number, a number. Uh, and then quality of the provider. Practicing mindfulness really leads to that resiliency that we've always talked about rather than burnout. So I think if we keep going, obviously we're not perfect. We might be doing too much and realize, okay, pull back. Practice the mindfulness, you know, it does help build that resiliency and ability to 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 cope with the changes that we have all made. Yeah. And you mentioned, you know, with, with that provider, that doctor mentioning that mindfulness is something that can help across the board. It's not just, you know, in healthcare, you know, in setting. Right, right. Absolutely. When, you know, um, as you are, you know, visiting with family, with mm. friends, moving into, you know, new situations, um, uh, just in your own personal life, personal connections with with people. Yeah, it doesn't have to just be with, with healthcare. It can be with anything. Yeah, and I know, you know, we've talked a lot about being, you know, present and in the moment. And then there's some people that have to have structure and everything's planned. How does mm. that jive? Like, wait, we got to get this ready and like, you know, we got to plan for the future. We got to plan ahead. We got to get these things set. You know, how does mindfulness? People might say, "Well, it doesn't work with, with the way I think." Does that make sense as a question? Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of hear your question in a couple of different ways. You know, one of them is if I was going to do this as a practice, maybe I feel like I need to be a little more structured in mm-hmm. knowing mm-hmm. when to do this or how to do this. And there's so much out there now that can help prompt us. Um, and also many online tools. I mean, there's there's wonderful websites and there's apps that are free. And there's so if you, I personally like to do mindfulness practices um, 
that are tailored to me. So maybe it's it's a five minute long one that and that they walk me through. Um, that I, I like to be guided. Matter of fact, one of the benefits I have to my job is I will be teaching it to someone else. And I, I happen to like Dr. Mogerman's. Um, he's Dr. John Mogerman's, one of the psychiatrists here, um, and he actually has a YouTube. It's actually just an audio, not a, not a video, but mm-hmm. it's a nice basic eight minute mindfulness. Um, so I like it because you know what to anticipate. He's not going to take you anyplace kind of scary or whatever. Where are we going? Yeah. He explains about mindfulness, the benefits, and kind of some of the beliefs behind it, and then walks you through a very basic. So you could do something structured like that. Um, you know, I also thought about what you were saying about how people are constantly planning, right? Yes. So one of the things is with mindfulness is it's, it is about noticing it, it, we're becoming more connected to ourselves and we're noticing. So we don't stop thinking, even though we're trying to go into our sensory mode. Um, we notice our thoughts and we can actually non-judgmentally observe them. Um, we may label it. We may say to ourselves, oh, planning, <laughs> and then let it flow because it's all mindfulness is all about not being judgmental. Um, that's one of the key aspects I love is because we're not um, thinking that we should be feeling something different than we're feeling or thinking something different. No, we're just noticing the experience that we're having and we're kind of breathing through it and we're letting it go. And that is a wonderful relief for us, I think, yeah. to, to, to not have to have that criticism, critique, like, why am I feeling this? And it should be easier. Or, this is really hard for me. No, we would just notice that and we would just let it go. Yeah. So when we're struggling with maybe something, just taking, it's kind of like when we, I guess as parents, I'm a parent, I'm telling our kids he's struggling. I'm like, just take a step back. Absolutely. You know, just rest, think about it, you know, rest, you know, yes, you're struggling, take a breath, see what's going on. That, I guess, would that be kind of a little bit of a mindfulness moment when we're like talking with our, our children that way? Is that mm-hmm. an example, I guess? Is, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I think being parents, it's, Kids are amazing, but they can drive you crazy sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. So, um, and about probably a lot of people listening right now are kind of dealing with kids, them working from home, them being home, kids being home, Zoom meetings, Zoom classrooms, all those things. They're still a thing. Um, so maybe if you could talk a little bit about the importance of like working with your children or how important it is for parents to kind of find that mindfulness and what benefits that can give us. As parents, so I think what for me, I guess what comes to mind, like like you were saying, Tim, basically um, taking that step back when you start hearing all those thoughts in your head, and you start picturing yourself like maybe behaving in a way you don't really want to behave. You know, taking that step back and just taking a breath. I think. It's important and it's okay to say to kids, just a second, hmm. you know, or just a minute, you know, like we mm-hmm. all need timeouts, right? Not just, not just kids. Um, true. And to even, I think it's a great way to role model too. close your eyes and just say, okay, I'm going to take a deep breath. Why don't you just breathe with me? You know, and they'll probably go, yeah, right. you know, and you know, it's like, okay, well, 
I'm going to do it. And yeah. I'm going to just take these few deep breaths. And my intention is to be able to listen to you and say what I need to say to you in a very relaxed manner. You know, and that's what you're saying in your head. Say mm -hmm. it over a few times. Perfect time, too, for a loving kindness meditation because you send positive to you and you send positive to your child and you come back and say okay you know sometimes you even forget what the issue is i've had that you know it's like oh whatever it's not even important anymore forget it yeah. you know so that's kind of how i see it yeah i could and that forgetting i think i've i've been there with younger children where i'm just and i've done that and and I will admit, sometimes I forget to take that breath. Sometimes, you know, sometimes we react <laughs> as parents. We all do. We all do. You know, do. there's that instant reaction. Then there's the sometimes when you, I've caught myself and going, take a breath. Okay, I'm walking away. And then I just walk out of the room, take a minute, and come back. And so I, I think that's, you know, that's awesome. And my wife has helped me as well. She's like, can we, can we help each other? I guess yeah. saying that, like, yeah. why don't you just take a minute? I'll take care of the kids. Just go catch your breath. Nice. So I think that's something that we can help each other with, right? I mean, it's mindfulness is one of those, I mean, it's a very personal thing, but. I think that's a great example of how mindfulness helps us as an individual because by the sheer nature of it, you become more aware, mm -hmm. right? So what am I feeling? What am I thinking? I mean, and that is a great foundation for connection to ourselves uh, and, and increased impulse control, possibly. Um, yet it also helps us connect better with other people. Mm -hmm. um, that we, we're slowing things down. Um, we're maybe able to even be able to verbalize um, more. Mm -hmm. Uh, what is going on with us? I mean, so so we're not just, I mean, we get a lot of benefits from mindfulness. We get health benefits. We get brain benefits. We, you know, um, but and we get um, self-esteem, identity benefits, but our relationships um, can improve from this as well. Yeah. Can, I guess, would you mind expanding it? I mean, you talked about those benefits. Like, can you expand on some of those things that you've seen a little more specifically, like on the relationships or the health or any of those kind of benefits? Well, the example that you kind of were giving about you and your wife tag teaming in yeah. some ways, um, you're, you're giving each other permission to self-care and realizing that we're all human. Yeah. You know, you're 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 uh, taking care of me, and you're realizing I have needs, and then I'm tag teaming to take care of you when you're you're feeling and struggling. I mean, then we're becoming more the kind of parents that we want to be, and we're doing this together. I mean, I just I feel like those are ways um, that can enhance relationships. So, and also, you know, when they see that you're able to slow down and prioritize yourself. Yeah. Um, they know you're taking care of yourself. That feels good to them, too. They're relieved. In some ways, you're doing some good self-compassion, some good self-care, taking care of your health, taking care of your mental health. Um, that takes some relief off your partner. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, you know, so I feel like it kind of spreads out. Is it the end all be all? Does it fix everything? No, we still have life. We still have yes. things that are going to happen. And there's, this is one of the things with mindfulness is it's one of the tools in our toolbox uh, that we cultivate and intentionally try to know we're using regularly. But we have to have other tools in our toolbox yeah. um, that we that we cultivate and use too. Mm, sounds like another podcast. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Go, Melissa. Oh, I was just thinking, <laughs> you just signed yourself up for one. Yes. <laughs> There's another expert out there. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, you know, when we find ourselves kind of getting that tension, right, that release, that stress, that releases cortisol, right? Yes. And mindfulness is a way of slowing down that cortisol and actually bringing up the good, happy feelings that that we have. Um, You know, in my work, um, I teach people, well, I don't teach, but I work with people on how to quit smoking, how to not use tobacco. And the one thing that I've learned is that smoking hijacks the brain. And it really, it makes you not work from your, you know, prefrontal cortex, you know. So mindfulness can actually help Rechange those neural pathways that the hijackers have set in stone. Practicing mindfulness resets the brain and it can really help people to overcome the challenges of being tobacco free. So, um, you know, so I, I see it as a lot of, a lot of, a lot of health benefits in that way. So it sounds like, you know, that's, I think in my head, that's an impulse control thing when in the moment when something like that. Eating, I imagine eating whatever mm-hmm. food it is. Mm-hmm. In Mindful control. eating, right. I think. Yeah. Yeah. In the moment, right. like, why am I just shoveling down potato chips? Like, mm-hmm. we're going to stop for a second and think about what I'm doing. Um, so I guess, are there any other tips that you could give us to kind of how do we get started with, mm. you know, mindfulness? Like, how do we... How do we start a practice, I guess? Sure. And, you know, I think even if someone is new to this and they're already feeling burned out, it's it can be difficult to to explain the entire thing of mindfulness and say, okay, now you need to <laughs> set aside da-da-da-da. Yeah. It can be just easy as just taking a, a little bit, you know, just one bit, which is something we do every single day, which is breathing. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is for 30 seconds take in a deep breath a deep diaphragmatic breath you know where your belly extends you know you breathe in you hold it you can try holding it for a count and then Mm -hmm. you just breathe out just nobody even has to know you're doing it you can be sitting in a meeting and just take three deep breaths that's mindfulness because you're just at that moment focusing on your breathing 30 seconds anywhere anytime something you do on a regular basis just paying attention to that breath super simple um but since we have more than 30 seconds um all right i thought that maybe you know i could um you know lead people in a brief mindfulness exercise would that be be great that would be okay awesome all right great before we do that make sure the people who are listening to this they're kind of in a comfortable position or Mm -hmm. somewhere where they're safe maybe maybe not driving a car or (laughs) um, good point working somewhere we don't want you closing your eyes while driving yeah good point so get in in a comfortable place a safe space for you 
and then um, we'll have this moment here. All right. Wonderful. Thank you. So I like the loving kindness meditation. It is a mindfulness-based meditation that helps us cultivate compassion, kindness, acceptance, and love for ourselves and for others. By directing caring feelings towards oneself and others, the aim of loving kindness meditation is to develop a state of unconditional kindness, as well as an appreciation of our oneness with others. Recognizing that all beings, including ourselves, have the desire for happiness and peace. Loving kindness meditation has been shown to assist in counteracting the challenges faced by caregivers and those taking on a caring role. It has the capacity to reduce distress, fatigue, and burnout. So let's try a loving kindness meditation as adapted by John Kabat-Zinn. Like Dave said, if you're not driving, begin by getting yourself comfortable. Allow yourself to switch from your usual mode of doing to non-doing, to simply being. Feel the earth beneath your, beneath your feet. Sit straight in your chair, hands on your lap, palms down. Relax your face and head and try any other areas of tension in your body. Try to feel where that is and try to relax those areas. Connect with your body and bring your attention to your breathing. Follow your breath as it comes in and then as it goes out of your body without trying to change it. Simply be aware of it and any feelings associated with it. Give full attention to each in-breath and then to each out-breath. If thoughts arise, acknowledge them without becoming involved and return to the breath. Close your eyes, if you have not already done so, and take a moment now to consciously set an intention for this practice. Some examples can be to open my heart, to cultivate loving kindness, or to care for myself. Bring to mind a picture of yourself along with this intention and say if you can offer loving kindness to yourself by letting these words become your words. May I be safe. May I be happy. May I be healthy. May I live in peace. Now try offering loving kindness to someone who supports you. Bring that person to mind and let these words become your words. May you be safe. May you be happy. May you be healthy. May you live in peace. Once feelings for a loved one flow easily, turn your attention to someone with whom you have difficulty. It is best not to start with the most difficult person, but someone who brings up feelings of slight annoyance or irritation. See if you can get these words to become your words as you keep this person in awareness. May you be safe. May you be happy. May you be healthy. May you live in peace. Notice the sensations and feelings that arise within you. Sit with them for a few moments. 
When you are ready to end the practice, you may open your eyes. Namaste. That was wonderful, Carol. Thank you. That was, that was a special moment in the podcast here. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, well, hopefully that was helpful for our listeners and everyone else. Um, and I think this is a good time to uh, wrap it up. Um, if you want to listen to a few more podcasts, we have um, more on iTunes and Spotify and anywhere you get a podcast our website, henryford.com. And uh, we have more information. You can check the description of this podcast to find out more information, how to find out how to be more mindful or more services that we provide that can help you with that. And anything else, Tim? Thank you, Carol and Melissa, for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. You're Thank very you. welcome. Yes. Thanks for having us. Thank you.